Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Accommodation Show. This week, we are joined by the wonderful Mike Denman from STR Advertising. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Bart. I appreciate you having me on, man. This is wonderful. Amazing. Look, uh, I've been looking forward to this because I encountered you uh, more thoroughly through the Book Direct Success Summit of 2023, but also yeah. I've been following your work and I've been following what you've been doing uh, on your Facebook groups um, and out there on socials. And basically what you're doing is you're teaching people about better ways to market their businesses through uh, using platforms like Google, Instagram, Facebook, and basically doing paid marketing as well. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I, I, I've loved what you've been up to. And so it's been very uh, fun having us cross paths. And when I saw that you were also a speaker at the Direct Booking Success Summit, I was like, yeah. And then we both were sponsors of it too. So I was like, oh, this is great. So having the opportunity to talk to you and, and get to rub elbows with this kind of thing is wonderful. I've been uh, following a lot of your AI teachings and, and everything you've been doing with that. It's funny as I've been teaching people about how to use these tools one-on-one separately, not even on the grand scale of things. I'm like, oh man, this is great very kindred spirits about trying to help people with knowledge. And I think that that's a really powerful thing for us. And, and I think that's the, the key point for me is that you can become really great uh, at marketing your business, branding your business. But generally what I find is when I do these episodes, that you have people that have different skill sets that lean into uh, different parts of marketing. So you have someone that's an expert at branding, someone that's an expert at organic Instagram traffic, and then you've got people that are great at PPCs, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, but before I get into it, Mike, uh, I'm going to do a quick intro for you. You're yeah. an award-winning filmmaker and published author, and you've made significant strides in advertising since 2008, and you have a keen interest in tacos. Uh, you initially excelled in video production before shifting to digital marketing in 2011, so roughly around about 12 years ago, uh, and you were leveraging video content online. You ventured into real estate and mortgage marketing in 2015 and real estate investing between 2018 and 2022. In 2022, so a bit over a year ago, you founded STR Advertising to help investors boost their Airbnb presence, focusing on increasing visibility, occupancy rates, and the wish list ads through strategic advertising. Yeah. Your expertise in maximizing listing visibility leads to increased bookings, and increased bookings through PPC is our topic of the day. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I'm excited about because. To be honest with you, I'm probably in, in the naysayer camp and I have talked to you about this and that's yeah. why I've got you on because you've shown me some tools some tips and strategies, some things that you've practically been doing to boost bookings for people. Before we go into the topic itself, I really want to know, Mike, is this episode going to be appropriate for those that aren't specifically Airbnb stroke short-term rental vacation rental hosts. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, there's a, a Venn diagrams of the hospitality and accommodation industry that when we consider any type of paid advertising, uh, we all are uh, available to use this. And I think if you have a hotel or if you've got a retreat or you've got a really amazing uh, boutique Airbnb experience, if you have a yurt on some land in Montana or some sort of TP somewhere outside of Melbourne. I don't really know what people have, but it's like really interesting stuff. And I think that like the cool thing is 
that no matter what it is, like uh, over the summer, I helped a guy who has a lake. He rents out on Airbnb, just a lake. Right. <laughs> like what? He rents out a lake. Yeah, right. He rents out a lake. Yeah, it's a whole fishing lake. And so he has like fishing people come in. It's like a thing. He has a little cabana. Wow. He doesn't rent out really the house. The house just comes with the lake. And so there's all these different things that no matter what you have, using advertising and paying for marketing is something that can free up your time, get people to your door and bring more potential guests than you would have to work for. And that's what I like about it. Cause like people are always like, you got to do social media. You got to post all these things. You got to be active on this. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure. But you know, really you don't need to, it's like, you can do all sorts of stuff with just a little bit of an ad campaign. Like I can run $10 a day to like 12 to $13 a day ad campaign. That's like USD. Uh, and it usually will bring like 700 people to 3000 people, depending on how long I run the ad campaign, some of the other like targeting criteria. But it's like, if you bring 3000 people to view your listing in a day, maybe a lot of those will click, maybe, you know, at least 10%, maybe 5%. Facebook considers one to like 1.5% of a click through rate, a successful click through rate for like an e-commerce campaign. I always find that like terrifying. And so like when I do short term rentals or even like other accommodation places, it's like five to 15%. And so with that type of thing, or average is around 10%, I'm like, okay, so if I'm getting like 700 to 3000 people, 10% of that, it's like 70 clicks maybe to 300 yeah, clicks right. a day. And so that yeah. type of thing adds to whatever your rank boost position is, right? So if you have a Google position and you have a direct booking website, you know, like I need to bring this up on Google, you literally bring traffic to it so that we Google's like, oh, it's an important website. People are going to it. This is valuable. And the Airbnb system works the same way, which is like, I love that stuff. And after running SEO agencies for a while, it's like all of these search or interest-based algorithms. It's like, if you just manipulate it a little bit and have a little bit of flow, you can accelerate some of those organic elements. And doing a PPC campaign, you can do a market research study, which is why I really like it. Because you can take like 10 images you can find out which image has the highest click-through rate, and then you can put that onto your listing or your direct booking site. So that way that image has a higher organic click-through rate. People are like more enticed, like, oh, what's that? I wanna see what that is. So if they see the front of a house or some sort of building or some sort of like where they can get into, then they're like, oh, I want to more. I want to know more. And they want to go. And so like, I think that that helps the impulse because usually I'm advertising on these platforms that people are not looking for vacations. They're not looking for accommodations. They're not trying to get a hotel booked or anything like that. Mm. But the reality is they're in their phone and they're just like, my life is having a hard time. And maybe it's Wednesday. What am I doing this weekend? How am I going to like, whatever. And so then they see escapes oh and they're God. like, oh, I want to go right. there. That sounds amazing. And so it's like our job is really not just to like, you know, have them available for people to come and vacation with us. It's our job is to tell people about these so that way they can remember that they are worthy of taking some time off, have that kind of moment, spend some time reconnecting with family. It's like these are the things I really think is fascinating about this kind of industry. It's like this is like it's more than just accommodating certain like things. It's it's helping people live a better life. And so I, I love that. And it's just like you know, tell them where they are. Amazing. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of break this down step by step and kind of rewind a yeah. little bit because um, as everyone will notice, Mike is so passionate about this topic and, <laughs> and can go really deep on some of the solutions that you, you will be able to implement in your business. So by the end of this episode, I can assure everybody that you'll have practical things that you'll be able to take away 
and doing your business tomorrow, which will make a significant or a difference to your business. The great thing is by using PPC, you kind of um, are shortcutting things. So when we do uh, marketing on Instagram or if we build a Facebook page, it takes a while to build up that traction and that traffic. And there is some advantage of getting uh, of paying if you do it in the in the right way but when we before we go into sort of the the core sort of what we can do and what differences it makes because i'm going to ask you a controversial question after this one but the first one is if we just kind of just go back to basics a ppc for a lot of people might actually be a concept in itself which they don't know what it is can you sort of uh, do a quick breakdown of what ppc means yeah so it's called pay-per-click and so ultimately what we as marketers will look at when we're trying to qualitate how many people are experiencing something. It's usually based on how many eyeballs see it or how many clicks are on it. And so pay-per-click is where we're paying for the actual action of a person to click on the link to go to our landing page. We want the conversion to happen on the landing page, which is either direct booking site or an Airbnb page or really whatever it is. It could be even your Facebook page. Um, Landing pages themselves, if you send somebody to it, they could get lost. And so you really want them to go to exactly where you want them to convert. And so the pay-per-click portion of it is helpful and it gets people to the actual page, which also then has the added benefit of the traffic going to that page builds up and builds up and then that indexable web page it provides a lot of that context for what people are getting out of that web page and so then google and other search engines are like oh hey we know what this is for and so your organic and inorganic the paid stuff kind of works together to bring people so that way you have this kind of overlap usually when you do like in a search engine optimization campaign you're like okay i need to bring people to my website whatever the website is could be a hotel site, could be an Airbnb, it doesn't matter. You run an SEO campaign. If you have access to the web page itself, you can bring more people to that way by manipulating the code and telling Google about it. So the same kind of thing with pay-per-click. We tell Google about it, we bring people to it. I can bring people to a web page where I can then find and monitor and then actually advertise to those people on Pinterest, on Facebook, on Instagram, just by having them land on the web page through like Facebook pixels. And so like there's all these powerful elements that doing a pay-per-click campaign can do that ties it into your whole flow of marketing. And so I think that when you think pay-per-click, it's like, what am I really doing? Okay, paying for a click, well, what does that cost somebody? And so like mm-hmm. when I run like a short-term rental advertising campaign, the lowest I've ever paid for my short-term rental ads has been three cents a click. The most expensive I ever paid for a short-term rental ad was like 71 cents a click. And it's all based on how competitive the area is. Uh, there's a lot of other little factors, especially when it comes to like demographic targeting. Um, but luckily, there's you know certain abilities and certain restrictions and certain levity. Like in Australia, you can target a lot of people based on behaviors. And those pay-per-clicks are like, okay, I'm getting the people who are specifically allowing certain stuff. In the United States, parts of Canada, and then parts of Europe, like you have the housing category for Facebook and Meta, and that requires you to follow certain targeting requirements and you can't advertise to everybody. And so your pay-per-click, it might get a little bit more expensive in some areas because you're targeting a very specific person. And that kind of thing is, is a little freaky, but then over time it reduces. And so paying per click seems a little freaky at first, but if you spend $10 a day and you have even 25 cents a click, right? Four clicks a dollar, that kind of thing, right? 40 clicks. So it's like, you can kind of see where some of these things map out with some of the costs. And if it comes down to it, 
doing a pay-per-click campaign, either you see people charged by the click or you see them charged by the cost per million. And the cost per million is what we call CPM, but that's really how many thousand eyeballs see it. And so that kind of thing, you'll see those numbers associated to it. And so I think for some of these things, if someone thinks about, okay, well, how am I going to be able to show this to as many people, but I don't know how many clicks I'm going to get. The cost per million or that how many thousand people are going to cost you might be like, you know, from $5 to $10 for a thousand people based on that kind of average. And so it's, again, it's a, you don't really know until you try it, but paying per click is a helpful thing. And even though it seems scary, when you spend money to make money, it really starts helping you because you can certain uh, cost per acquisition of how much it would cost you to run a campaign to be able to afford to do a campaign. So like, say you have a, a nightly rate for your Airbnb, it's like $170 or something of that nature. And you want to do an ad campaign and you want to spend $12 a day. I just make the nightly rate $194 or something that would be a little bit awkward and a little bit more so that way it's covering the cost of it. So I don't have to have like full hundred percent occupancy, but then it covers any of the cost per clicks that are covered in that budget limitation. So that way your nightly rates are being covered by your guests, your advertising campaigns being covered by that. And so like all these cost per clicks seem a little freaky sometimes. And they're like, oh, I've never done this kind of stuff. And when you think about pay per click, it's like, well, when's it going to stop? It's like, you set parameters and limits so that way it's not going to like go crazy. You set a budget of what it costs each day and how many people you want to reach. It's very much tightly controlled. And so like sometimes when you think about it, PPC seems otherworldly and it's like, well, these are business, business, business stuff. And I think people who run these types of accommodations sometimes are going into it as investors, not necessarily like the accommodation business. Uh, but then the hospitality people, like, you know, there's all these Venn diagrams where it really does make a lot of sense. Um, yeah. yeah, I think that the PPC thing is, is scary. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I think it definitely is because it, it kind of feels like a, a pit of money that you don't have. Uh, it's hard to make sure that you're getting the results that you want. And we're all super busy, right, with our businesses and everything that we do. We might not have the expertise to do that optimization and to really understand where right. the campaigns are working or they're not working, what a good uh, cost per click actually is. But I think the, the other side of it for everybody that's listening and the key to this episode is when we're looking at pay-per-click, we're looking at what we're trying to achieve. And one of the things that you can achieve through doing any kind of marketing is you're sitting there, you're doing branding. So a branding piece is basically getting impressions or eyeballs on your brand. You, they might interact with your brand. Um, and then and then they kind of you become more trusted because they see you in front of them all the time. Other things that you might be targeting is you might be trying to build an email database. So you're trying to get them to go through and fill out a lead form. You might have what we yes. call a lead magnet. We won't cover that today. Um, but that's uh, something that's enticing for people to download or to interact with and they'll leave their email address for you. Then one of the other aspects, and this is what we're going to focus on today, is actually boosting your listings on the OTAs uh, based on driving more traffic that way. And it's the same with your book direct website is that you might not get a direct booking through a PPC campaign. And the reason why you might not get a direct booking is that generally when people are on Facebook, if they're on Instagram, and if they're just browsing around, they're not intentionally trying to book a, a accommodation at that particular moment. They might be just dreaming of going on a holiday, but even if they go to your website, the likelihood of them going and converting straight away is relatively low. They'd go, oh cool, I saw this advert, they click on it, then they've got, you've got exactly the right solution for you. They'll probably go back to an OTA to go, all right, now I want to go uh, for a holiday in Florida. What are my different options? However, along that process, as they're going through it, you're actually uh, driving more traffic to your website and or to your OTA listing. And what happens 
is that that actually boosts your ranking on the OTAs because they see you as a property that people are looking for and that they're engaging with. And that's what we're going to break down is some of the success that, that Mike has actually had in this particular space uh, in terms of growing uh, traffic to uh, to the business. But the key to this is, is this. You need to be super careful when, uh, when you're doing PBC to understand what the purpose of the campaign is. And if I would encourage everyone to be very, very careful of trying to drive traffic to a direct booking, a conversion, is your metric being, is this campaign successful based on the number of direct bookings? Because the math starts to get really tenuous in terms of how much you're spending and how much output you've got. However, if you're doing branding pieces, if you're trying to gather email addresses, and if you're trying to boost your OTA listings, then using PPC is a very, very good strategy. What do you think, Mike? And it's relatively economical. I think that when we think about how much things cost for anyone who's doing hospitality, especially like if you're running your own Airbnb, you have like you know the cost of turns and cleans. And I think that when we have like a you know, like two to three hundred dollars, even sometimes four hundred and five hundred dollars for a clean, depending on how big the place is, it's a significant piece. And so, like, really, for the cost of one additional clean a month, you're basically running an advertising campaign that you can build into your nightly rate to cover the cost of the advertising campaign. I'm like, it's totally worth it. Uh, like, one of the best price differences I was able to do when uh, last year running one ad campaign for like seven months uh, over the course of July, June, July, I was able to charge $349 more a night for people who stay uh, than other people in the vicinity. So similar listings. And that was all because I was bringing people from outside. And even in off season, I had uh, an occupancy of 80 to 90% where everyone was 20% or 30% for the off season stuff. And I'm like, you know, oh. telling people about it really is what makes the difference. People are like, Oh, I've got a very seasonal place. I've found that if you have a seasonal place and you're like, you know, I'd be down to have some of that money during the off season. I don't know. Some people have to like, you know, plow and do all the snow removal stuff. So that's like, I don't want to do that. But still, if they have opportunity, it's like, why not? Telling people about it is the first thing. And some places like you can tell the entire world about it and people might not book. And there's been some places like there was a, a gentleman who I worked with. Uh, he has a property or had a property in Atlantic City. And it was like this single set building that looked like it was attached to other buildings. And it was everything else was raised. And it was just this one uh, three story building attached to nothing in this giant parking lot next to a casino. And uh, no one wanted to rent it. And so he was like, dude, don't put like the, uh, the photo of the actual image of the place on there. I was like, that nah, doesn't seem right or fair. You're going to have bad reviews that way. And so the viability is also something that's really fascinating. So if you have a property that's not getting any kind of like, you know, traction and you're like, I don't know what it's going to do. It's not even found on the Airbnb or it's not even on Google. It's like, I can't even see it when I search for it. Like these are times that you need to have some paid advertising campaigns because that will, will, will bolster it up. You don't have to do it forever. You don't have to do it for that long. Even I worked with a guy in the beginning of January. He was like, Mike, I've got, I've got page 12. I don't know what to do. And I was like, dude, let's just run some ads for like a couple weeks and see what happens. And mm -hmm. I think by the second week, he was already on page four. 
Um, we got like a little aggressive. We were like $12 a day. But I mean, like if you really consider that kind of stuff, you spend 120 bucks, make yourself on a first page. The possibilities of you getting more organic bookings is, is astronomical. Just like the sheer uh, ability for people to not have to scroll down. So it, it's fascinating. Yeah. So, so just to break that down, what we're talking about is bringing traffic to your existing book direct website or to an OTA listing. And because you are uh, driving more traffic, then the OTAs see your listing more favorably mm -hmm. and therefore boost your listing up the ranking. So if someone's searching, well, let's use Florida as the example, someone's sure. searching for an accommodation in Florida that you're not going to be listed on page 12, that now you're going to be listed on page four. Is that right? Yeah. And eventually page one, uh, one of my, uh, one of my old clients from last year, it was funny. I was running his ads and I was running ads for uh, a property that I was involved in, in Crystal Beach, Texas. And we were just constantly the first two houses just in the search ranks. And it was one of those things that it was hilarious to watch because I was like, well, man, I'm not even, posting anything on Facebook. I have three pictures on Instagram. I barely did anything. And I'm just like, eh, run it. And getting all the wishlist ads, that's another bad, uh, you know, badass added bonus is like this experience of like, wait, people aren't booking. But even Airbnb and other statistics that like, they pay attention to is like 98 to 99% of the people don't even book. And so ultimately, someone who lands on your page, they're going to bounce off and the bounce rates are high. And so if you look at the conversion rate rankings, and this is also what you're talking about, like with uh, direct bookings and conversions, like when you see those numbers go, because you're dumping a lot of people onto a web page and the conversion percentage goes lower and lower and lower. It's like that's that's mm -hmm. a scary KPI. So it's like it's not a key performance indicator I really like. What I find is the most valuable is like if you've got a view count, <laughs> there's usually a correlative occupancy. And so the one time I ran into a view count occupancy uh, disconnect, it was with a property in Cape Coral, Florida, and they have a six night minimum stay for their municipality in the local city. So they can't do really short stays. And no one was booking this gentleman's place for like four months. And I was just like giving advice, guidance a little bit. I was like, I don't know what's going on, man. And eventually he's like, oh, I've got this minimum night thing. I was like, dude. Your wish lists are going down as we drove traffic up. I was like, this makes more sense. I have no idea why, but like that was very sensical. And it's like when you have those moments, it's midterm rentals or long-term rentals you really want to switch your 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 property to instead of a short-term rental game. So is that is that so a little bit? Of this is I mean, it's not super scientific, right? This is just your experience with time. Yeah. Uh, you need a, a huge data set to be able to go. All right, this is how it works, and then you also don't know whether. Uh, the OTAs will change their algorithm as well, the way they work, the, the, the way that they rank things. But from what I'm hearing you say as well is getting those, uh, getting on those wish lists for people is very important because then it shows uh, the OTAs that you are a property which is desirable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, viable and desirable. I think that like when we really consider wish lists, it's like, yeah, that's like, oh, I want to go there. And people are like, oh, I'm favored in that. And when we see people in Facebook groups doing that kind of thing where it's like wishlist shares, like those are beneficial. That's great. I love that stuff. I, mean, I think that people should do more of those things because we really all support each other in this kind of endeavor. Uh, but at the same time, when you do a, a price change, I think people get notifications on those wishlists. And so like that's the thing where you're getting an email list 
through whatever the OTA is when those wish lists happen. So that way you're changing or adapting or doing anything to your listing, it's going to notify people in some sort of way. They're going to be more predisposed to seeing that. Uh, so it's like, it's definitely a cool thing. Beautiful. And so that goes to show, so I guess one of those metrics that you're trying to, like, as we said, the likelihood of someone booking directly from seeing an advert through PPC is, is, is low as you've, demonstrated that your view count goes up but your uh, the bookings don't uh, don't correlate and they don't go up in in the same lines and you find that your bookings go down but you've got more views so your conversion rates actually going lower but now one of the metrics you might be aiming for is to get people on that wish list the same way that if you're driving someone to a book direct website uh, through PPC you might not be necessarily getting them to to buy just then but if you can grab their email address and grab their details and that's gonna then next time you send out an email campaign it's going to keep reminding them and you're building up a, a bit of a following around what it is that you do yeah part of that and actually there is a lot of success still in getting more bookings with running ads uh the really you know fun thing is like i was even sitting on my couch one time and i set my ads for like a, a second run I spent like $2.43 and we got like a $6,000 booking right off the bat. Wow. Uh, so like when I turn it on, I can tell that there's more bookings, more inquiries, more trickling in. It's usually like three to four more a week than when I have them off. And usually if it's something that like when I turn someone's ads on and I tell people, I'm like, all right, if you get a lot of booking requests, like a lot, like you're just like overwhelmed with it, people are booking, 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 your prices are too low. That's what yes. it is. Your prices are way too low. And so like when I tell people before we even start running ad campaigns, I'm like, you need to increase your cost per night. So that way we're going to cover the cost of advertising. You're going to increase your revenue and people are going to see it. And then those people meet the Venn diagram of your availability, your property location, all that other kind of like nuance, sleep numbers, all that stuff. They're just going to book. If they're looking on an OTA and they're like scrolling through, they're seeing all the other people's price points. And so when they get an ad, they're only seeing your price point. And I think the magical part of this is like where people say, oh, yeah, that's great for that house. Why not? And they don't even search around. And so there is a correlation between view count, bookings, and occupancy rates. And so like when all those things go together, but again, bookings are a limited uh, availability, right? You only have a certain calendar amount available. So that's why the bookings will cap out and occupancy will then tap out. So I view like when you have occupancy going up, your view counts supporting that, your wish list is supporting that, all of those mechanisms, you should be making more revenue than your similar listings in the similar area. Uh, and that's just based on, I don't really know the people's mortgages or initial costs, but like, you know, usually based on what people are getting on a market rate, you'll get more for the bang for the buck. Um, but yeah, there, there is a direct correlation. And, and I mean, that's the one nice thing is that if you can drive a, a, a good price and if you don't have 100% occupancy or if you're in the sort of the 60s, 50s, 40% range, you've got a lot of margin to make up. So investing to try it in your marketing funnel isn't a terrible idea. Uh, the one thing that with this sort of stuff, as with anything, when you're running a business, it's all, I guess, a bit of a gamble. So you don't, you're not guaranteed that someone's going to make a booking or that you're going to find the right person. So you're just trying to keep an optimizing to, to get the best possible result based on the data and the information that you have. One thing I would say is that for any business, you're always running risks with everything that you do, be it, you know, the, the, the cleaners that you hire or the guests that you choose to, to let into your property. So this is another one of those things where 
you do have to decide on whether this is something that you want to try and try to uh, try your hand at marketing basically and try your hand at PPC and see what kind of results that you can derive. And all that is, is figuring out based on all of your revenue or your profit or however you want to do it, what, what percentage you want to spend on trying these different things. And as a versatile business owner, you're always taking calculated, uh, risks or calculated gambles uh, to make those decisions. But I'm going to keep moving because we are going to run out of time, Mike. Yeah. The um, uh, So we've got all those different platforms that we can advertise on. And I think that from uh, the, the nice thing, if we think about all the different solutions, Google's been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. But the one that seems very nice is uh, that sort of Facebook uh, funnel. Yeah. And that's the one you've had a lot of success with. If we're setting up a PPC campaign on Facebook, what what are the what are the advantages of Facebook? The cool thing is, as we see a lot of younger people who are below the age of twenty five moving out of Facebook, it becomes this kind of perfect where we want to advertise for vacations and short term rentals and even other accommodations because usually people have uh, an economic ability to do so at that later point in life. And typically, you don't want to rent anyone below 25 on an Airbnb. And so there's this really interesting demographic split that's happened. So most of the young folks are off TikTok and different like platforms that are really not interested in Facebook. There's all these people who are 45 and up who are getting on Facebook for the first time even now. And so there's all this landscape of opportunity. And the really interesting part about it is like you can do the market research campaign for relatively inexpensive. Like normally I'd, I'd do like a market research campaign for like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 to do a focus group, figure out like what pictures work, what pieces of messaging were resonating with people. Now I can run an ad campaign, spend less than a hundred dollars and I have an idea of what people are going to resonate with. And so it doesn't so really cost say, a lot. Did to you say that. 10, 10 to $15,000 for a research campaign? For like a focus group market research campaign. So in the past, when I've worked with large branding organizations like I, uh, I worked at Warner Brothers for a long time. We did a lot of like different like focus groups. And so ultimately, when you do that type of marketing, you're researching people, you're hiring psychologists, there's all sorts of different things that go into it. With Facebook, it's like you have this really interesting algorithm that ultimately has been run through the gamut. And you can put in like 10 images, a bunch of text, a bunch of descriptions, a bunch of headlines, a bunch of calls to action, generate like maybe 4,000 different ads, have Facebook figure out which ad is going to be the highest performing one. So it kind of tailors or tapers down all the way to like, you know, the hot image and the hot text pieces. And so that's a really cool thing I like about Facebook in general. So I'll use Facebook and Meta as like a, a stage one for most of my marketing campaigns. Like I'll do it on Facebook and Meta. Instagram's attached to that. But typically I don't really get a lot of Instagram when I spend money on it. So I'm like most of it, I set the system to just spend the money however it wants to. And I see majority, like 86 to 90 some percent of the people are interacting on Facebook. They're not even interacting on Instagram. Uh, and so like, there's all these things you can see in the response and the feedback immediately. So that way you can really adapt to it. And then Facebook itself has like the easy mechanisms of the calls to action where it's like the button you can actually put on your Facebook page, the button to your OTA listing so that way people can easily get to it. And so I think that it's like, as you start building these ecosystems for people, they realize, oh, it's like kind of like a white pages listing where it's like, I just have this business listing. This is where it is. It does that. People come to it. Why not? They want to go places. And so like, I, I love that for a lot of it. Um, but yeah, Facebook, Pinterest, those are two like the areas I really like. And then I think LinkedIn's also helpful for some of these things, depending on like what type of thing you're trying to get. 
Um, but like the Facebook side of things, you can do so much research and so much data mining that it's, it's gold. And so like I can put a little time and a little effort into that and book my calendar. I can do all sorts of stuff. I don't even need to advertise on most other places. But sometimes where Facebook isn't really prevalent or where Instagram's not really prevalent, I've had to go to like Pinterest ads or other types of ads to even reach people and find people. And so that's been something like, let's find out. Because I don't know, nothing's guaranteed. I literally spaghetti test stuff and whatever sticks to the wall, I'm like, okay, let's do more of that. But when I go into anything, I'm like, well, you've never done ads before. People have never seen your property. We're going to find out what they like, find out which picture they like, and then we can go forward. And it's interesting because I've had uh, conversations where people are presented this data of like, okay, well, thousand people clicked on this photo and seven people clicked on this photo. And then the seven people clicked on the photo they love. And they're like, well, I don't understand that. That must be wrong. I'm like, well, you know, I'm just telling you what the people clicked on. It's not literally anything besides that information. And so it's like, you can yeah. find out what's really subjective to you and what the masses appreciate. And so like kind of removing that, letting the, crowd tell you what is good it's like that's what facebook's good for it's like you have a lot of people who are out there and, and can react and respond and you can tailor every part of your marketing to those responses so let's say we have we've got um a range of different properties and are we gonna try to push people to the ones that are unsuccessful or the ones that are successful uh, I would push the ones that are not successful, honestly, like the ones that are like not getting the, the bookings and they're like those squeaky wheels are usually the ones I start with. The ones that are really successful, though, like those are great, too, because like I'm like, OK, well, you can definitely increase your costs per night and then we can really bring you more money. So like when I look at this stuff, I'm like, all right, you have a thousand dollar a night place. It's like, this is a beautiful thing. Wouldn't it be nicer if you have more of those bookings? And people are like, oh, yeah. And then when they spend like less than $1,000 on even my services or working ads in general, and then they make more than $1,000 because there's more than just one day bookings, it becomes a no-brainer for a lot of people when they, when they see this mechanism work. And so it's like when they stop seeing it work is when they get nervous. And that's when you just have to adjust for like a season or some sort of shift uh, turn them off, turn them back on again. There's all sorts of little small things that you can do that ultimately can like help people along the way, but it's, it's a viable thing. So yeah, properties are doing like the, the best do even better when you run ads mm -hmm. <laughs> and the properties are struggling. Either they're going to struggle period when you do ads because they might not be viable properties for people. And so like you can run ads, you're like, Oh, this struggling one is, is struggling because there's a whole another reason. Maybe there's a, some sort of environmental thing, like perhaps the location isn't necessarily viable. Perhaps it's not something that's really accessible. Perhaps there's no parking. Perhaps it's in a bad neighborhood. You don't really know. And the, the, the why people are not interested in the property, it's like, well, I use a lot of reviews to help people even understand what they want to get into. And so like when I work with someone, I'm like, well, let's find which one of your reviews helps sell this property. And people are like, what? That's weird. And so I'll pick like maybe three or four different reviews and I'll find which one of those reviews increases the click rate as well. And so like these things, when you add in, you're getting the top performing review that helps people understand that, the top performing picture and all these little kind of pieces. So even a struggling property might be struggling because it just has bad photos. And maybe it's because they didn't even put a photo of the exterior of the house on their property. Maybe it's mm -hmm. just like the interior, like, well, that's all that matters to people. I'm like, yeah. According to my data from running hundreds of thousands of short-term rental ads, it's like, I can tell you, most people click on the exteriors of the house. It's literally the picture of the house. If you go to airbnb.com right now and scroll through the entire front page, how many of the properties show the house versus how many properties show interior of the houses, you get the trend. 
And so it's like, it's one of those things that really matters. Um, but yeah, I think that struggling properties, it's always exciting to see people win with those. And it's scary when they don't. It's like, I worked with a lady for like a, a month before she was like, no, I don't want to do it. And that was a year and some ago. And she spent $5,000 a month on an empty property in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, and has not made any money renting it out Airbnb. I was like, that is terrifying. But she didn't want to do ads really longer than just like, I want to try it, but then she's like, no. And so I'm like, this is something that you have to really gauge. But you know, don't invest too much in things you're really going to waste money on, I think. Yeah. And look, I think this is just part of a, a strategy. I think it's like I said, it's a percentage of your investment yeah. in terms of what you do and you have to be smart about it. I think uh, there's a lot of people out there that will preach saying, hey, just do this and you're going to get all these bookings and that sort of thing. Uh, the, the lowest common denominator in terms of getting more bookings is distribution and channels. So having a solid book direct website, being on uh, all the OTAs, which are prop popular yeah. in your area. So if you're not on booking.com, get on booking.com. If you're not on VRBO, get on VRBO, get on all the major OTAs. Yeah. And then you can start to look at, you know, the, the next steps uh, are your photos, right? If you've got terrible yeah. photos thing, or maybe your property is just not right. Um, or you're, you're charging too much money. So there's all these different variables that kind of come in first before you go, all right, now, now we're going to just do a PPC campaign and mm -hmm. it's going to change everything. I think when you've got low occupancy, as you said, it's a really nice one. One of the things that quite often people ask about is what do I do in low season? Um, and all you're doing really is by boosting it is you're, you're not creating more demand. And this is really important that everyone knows you're not bringing mm -hmm. more people into the area going, Oh, cool. You know, check out our place when they, they all of a sudden they can book off season. That's not the way that it works. You've got a certain amount of demand. And what you're trying to do is you're tr actually mm -hmm. trying to, um, vanquish your competitors. So that's the other properties or different options that they have, even in low season and make sure that they're looking at you rather than potentially a competitor. So this will only ever go so far as well. If we educate too many people, Mike, then all of a sudden everybody's going to be doing the same thing. And you're going to be back to square one. But I think that the nice thing about this right now, you've got this opportunity that you can uh, focus in on and hone in on. And then things will change. Uh, I'm, I'm sure I've already heard that Airbnb is changing its algorithm as we speak. They're going to be focusing oh, more on conversions. So it might actually just blow this, this idea out of the water. But that's okay because then we'll just change, evolve, adapt, change the way that we uh, create our, our listings to make sure that um, we still keep up uh, being number one on the on the page uh, or number one or the first few pages of uh, Airbnb. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And with a lot of this stuff, when people really consider like where they're going to go with it, there's always going to be changes. I, I, like that's the only guarantee. It's like there's going to be changes. And no matter what, any one tactic, I'm like, you don't know until you try it. And so like literally until you attempt to build a Facebook page or you just like put it out there, do some sort of base digital marketing, I still meet people that don't have a Facebook or Instagram presence for their short-term mm -hmm. rentals. So I'm just like, yeah. wow, that's yeah. awesome. But like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing that I think a little bit of touching base with some of those things creates more success. My mom always tells me, do something other than nothing. Something is better than nothing, right? And look, uh, what, what I like about PPC is that it's one of those things that it's kind of a very exclusive, it's a very exclusive club. So if you mm. understand it and you can make it work for you, you can, you can uh, do wonders very quickly. I remember when I, I launched iBooked Online, we had Facebook ads running. And I think probably the first 10 clients that we signed up was because of a Facebook ad campaign. Then we tried to switch strategies. The switching strategies didn't work. 
uh, and then we actually stopped the campaigns, which I'm actually now that I'm thinking about, I'm like, okay, we should we should go back to that, which I'm going to talk to you about, Mike, and get you to, to yeah. help me with. Uh, but uh, look, folks, I think the the important thing with this episode is for you to consider PPC. One of my pieces of advice is avoid uh, using PPC to try to drive people to just a landing page. It, I'm 90% sure it's not going to do much for you. Drive them to either to your OTA listing so that you're trying to drive those metrics up or to a book direct website with a view of capturing their email address uh, so that then you can market to them and you're building that brand. So if you're looking to build out a brand, not a landing page, it's really important for, for hotels, motels, STRs, then that's going to do wonders for you. Uh, I'm going to finish up because we are over time, but Mike, what is, if people want to keep on going, if they want to follow your journey, if they want to understand more about what they could do practically, what's the, the best way to reach you and to interact with you? Uh, they can hit me up on stradvertising.com. Uh, I also have a Facebook group, which is uh, short-term rental marketing advice powered by BTA. Better than awesome is my main parent company. I do like video game marketing and advertising on top of all this stuff. But ultimately, I love the real estate hospitality side of things. And so like, I'm very interested in what's going on with people. If there's questions, concerns, or even if you tried ads in the past, you're like, I have no idea what I got out of it. Usually, <laughs> there's stuff you get out of it. It's people just don't know. And so like, there's, there's a magical uh, element that I think that just even having run a campaign in the past or even started that idea, like you can change your business. Um, like luckily, after publishing my book, teaching people how to do this stuff, which actually... Also for your uh, for your listeners, I'll, I'll set up a page where I can get you guys a copy of my book as well. So if you uh, check out uh, strradvertising.com, I'll put in there, uh, get a copy of my book. So what, that way, what we'll do is we'll, we'll put a link yeah, in link. the show notes so that even if in, someone watches this in a few years' time Good. or listens to it, they can still click on that link and we still want it to work. So Perfect. avoid putting it on, that, on the main page. Give us a yeah. secondary page so that we can yeah, go yeah. and link through to that so that it does exist in the future. Um, yeah, so uh, make sure LinkedIn, uh, follow Mike. Uh, he's got a Facebook group, which is awesome. Uh, lots of actionable advice that comes out of that. Uh, Instagram as well. You are on there, yes. So you yep. can follow his journey and what he's doing, and you'll see him popping up all over the place in the next few years. The other thing that I would suggest is that if you are a hotel, if you are a motel and you also have questions, or if you haven't been successful with your PPC campaigns, then reach out to Mike because uh, there's a lot of commonality in uh, it doesn't matter which part of um, – the industry that you're in, you're talking to the same sort of client base. Mike, thank you so much for your insights, for you. taking the time to hone your skills in this particular vertical of marketing. I, I definitely want to work with you more. I would love you to create some products that we can uh, release for our iBooked Online clients so we can yeah. drive more of these results for them as well. Uh, and uh, are there any final thoughts? Um, so I've been putting a lot of my education together into some video training courses. And so that'll be something that I'll have available on my site as well for people who just want to dive in and learn themselves. Uh, I'm a big fan of teaching people how to do this stuff and also kind of breaking down barriers. Anyone can do this. I think it just takes a little bit of time and practice. And if you don't have the time, uh, yeah, that's people like me. There's plenty out there who can help out with this type of thing, but I'm happy to give my two cents of advice for things. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a thing. I don't trust anyone who says they can guarantee stuff. And so always, you know, take it with a question mark, <laughs> but like, you know, really with any digital marketing stuff, especially when it comes to accommodations, it's like the end goal is really to help make people's lives better. And I think that it's like that kind of thing when we really foster that relationship and bring people to those cool experiences, 
that's when they leave the good reviews and they spread the word of mouth marketing and they do all this sort of things that accelerates everything that we do on top of it. So yeah, uh, thank you so much for everything you do, man. I love all the, the information you help people with. I think all of the short-term rental and hospitality world is beneficial, uh, benefiting by your presence. So thank you so much for everything, Mark. You're amazing, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. It means a lot. And folks, if you are listening to the episode, make sure you give us some feedback. If you're on Apple, then give us the five stars. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. It's really important. It helps us to continue create uh, to create this kind of content, to get amazing guests like Mike and to be able to throw conferences as well and have people travel international to come and meet everybody. So if you are one of those people that are in the industry that's benefiting from it, it's really important that you subscribe so that therefore I can then bring you more guests, more content and keep your journey going. Thank you so much, Mike. Have a fantastic week. Thank you, sir. You too. Appreciate you. Thank you. Have a good one.